Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. How are you? It is the look back with, well, was going to be Sam and Maddie, but uh, Sam had some travel plans uh, getting the way tonight. So Chris and I have jumped in last minute to help you out. Maddie, are you happy that you didn't have to go solo tonight? I'm so happy. I don't know. I would have had to pull something out of my hat to be entertaining enough. <laughs> I like it. And Chris, thank you for pulling yourself away from a little bit of uh, League of Legends Worlds research to come be with us for a short period. Yeah, I did that whole solo video earlier, and uh, I didn't pull anything out of my hat. It was, it was, it, it was tough. <laughs> I can't do solo. I just, I just don't do it if I have to be solo. I got to be clear. Well, uh, welcome to DrRoto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Um, this show is going to be live um, after Monday Night Football every week with Maddie and Sam. So make sure you turn it in roughly at eleven thirty Eastern, the proper time. Um, okay, to be thinking about is Eastern all the time, not Central, not Western, Sam, if you're watching this later, but Eastern. That's the only one people care about, just saying. <laughs> She's like silent. Speak for yourself. Moving yeah. on, moving on. Not all right. got any attention. Well, DFS was okay for me uh, season long, thanks to Eckler today. I did pretty well. How about you this week, Maddie? How was your teams? Um, I tweeted this out. <laughs> I have a couple of regrets. I picked up the Titans defense in like four of my leagues. So, yeah. That's okay. I did that with the Lions. That didn't work out for me either. Not not so great. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I Chris. also sat DJ Moore on accident. Oops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I had Patterson on two benches, but he probably should have been on two benches. Whether he stays there from now on, we'll get into that later. How about you, Chris? Did you have a good seasonal week? I know DFS was me. I mean, DFS was super close, man. It's it's one of those things that you look back, and I, I don't like to say, oh, what if, but like, what if I played Debo Samuel over DK Metcalf and won 200,000? And what if I had put my best lineup in one of the high stakes ones and won 40,000? What if I did yeah. both of those things? But uh, seasonal was good. Uh, I think the only league that I lost in was inexplicably a league that I have uh, Terry McLaren, Darren Waller, Ryan Tannehill all playing on the same team. But I'm gonna have a I won the other four, though. I got a little uh, B43. Have you ever had B43, Chris? No, no, I haven't. It's the old nice little pale uh, ale. Yeah, it's the uh, brute version of their New England M43. So it's quite is this good. This a sneaky plug you got going on here? Uh, no, I actually work for a different <laughs> brewery, which is the best <laughs> one. Yeah, but. Just throwing it out there. All right, my friends, let's get right into it. Let's go to back and take a look at that Thursday game. We had a Jacksonville team um, come so close to getting their first win on the year. Uh, but Cincinnati pulled it off 24 to 21. Um, obviously, the Chark injury is big for some seasonal people. If you listen to Chris Emmerich, you wouldn't have him on any of your team. And uh, CJ Uzuma dominates. What did you think of this game, Maddie? I honestly wasn't sure who was going to pull it out. I was... I was kind of hoping Jacksonville would get something. Um, but to be honest with you, I have Mixon, and that's about it, who is playing. So so Mixon is is banged up. I haven't looked at the injury report yet. Is he going to miss a little time, and are we interested in Evans? I, I'm interested in Evans. I, I'm not going to pick him up unless I have to. 
Chris? See what else is on the board. No, I mean, from a fantasy impact, um, you know, these teams kind of are who we think they're going to be. I think the the one thing that is nice, whether it's seasonal, uh, because I, I do have him on a few teams, but also uh, fantasy-wise, it looks like Urban Meyer has come around to this uh, James Robinson. I think we were all, not me, but a lot of people were a little bit too like, oh, my God, he's using Carlos Hyde. He loves him because they went to Ohio to stop it. Like, the, the, okay, he ran a little bit. They were way behind in positive game scripts which they may not have a lot. James Robinson's going to do a lot of good things and he's going to be viable. I, I don't, I think the Carlos Hyde thing is done. There's a reason these guys get uh pass around from team to team guys like Duke Johnson, guys like Carlos Hyde and like the entire quartet of running backs on the Ravens at this point, it's because they're not very good. And, you know, given a long enough period of time, I think even the most inept college coaches trying to make a professional career can see that too. Well, you know, I think that, he wants to get some uh, media off of his own personal issues from this weekend. So maybe he'll mm-hmm. actually, you know, coach some good football going forward. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's not a good maybe. team. So uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I would just like to see James Robinson repeat last year. But um, yeah. The any Jack's re- offensive line did look a little better. A mm. little better. They've made some improvement. Let's, I mean, let's be, let's pump the brakes a little bit too, though. Like Cincinnati is a very fraudulent three and one team. I don't think they're bad. They're much better than they were last year. And they do have some promising pieces, especially yeah. from just a fantasy standpoint, but this is not a three and one team. They've just. It's not terrible, games. but this is probably one of their best defensive games that they've had also on the front. Mm-hmm. So far, that's not saying much. <laughs> not not when it's Jacksonville on the other I'm, side, right? I'm trying to find <laughs> some some good in this situation. Well, let's just move on then. Let's just move on. Let's take the look at the next game here. We've got the New York Giants um, coming in to New Orleans and sneaking out the win, 27 to 21. Man, Daniel Jones looked good. Uh, the Saints totally seem lost to me. It seems every week they're trying to do something different. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's not working. I thought their defense was like the key point of that team, and then their defense got shredded. Chris, what did you take away from this game? It's just the same old thing. It's like you want to play Alvin Kamara because he has two touchdown upside, but it's actually Taysom Hill that has two touchdown upside, <laughs> and it just doesn't make any sense. It's 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 incredibly frustrating. Was it Drew Brees? Look, Sean Payton is one of the fakest sharps out there. Like, uh, why? Why do you keep running Taysom Hill? Okay, he gets in, but so could Alvin Kamara. But, like, why do you do it? Like, how can teams not stop it is the other thing. Is like That's you know what is going to happen. Like, yeah. I think that they just think that – they're going to trick him and they're going to throw it or something. But like, you know, this guy's going to touch the ball three times a game and he's going to, he's not going to pass it at this point because those are the only three opportunities he's going to get to touch the ball. So it's just, it is frustrating because Alvin Kamara has been a great play the last two weeks at his ownership. The opportunities have been there, um, especially last week when he got the early touchdown to not be able to get a second one to kind of just cap it off is frustrating. Um, He's breaking tackles, though, so he's making moves after he gets the ball, which is – I didn't think he had that in him this year to be consistent with. I mean, if he could score a touchdown, I mean, just at his price in DFS, it's it's kind of what you need. He's getting, you know, 150, 200 yards total, like, combined. So you just need the touchdown to go with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's going to be there. It's just, you know, you're just going to have to deal with these type of down weeks where other guys are getting it. The only advantage, I guess – to him is that outside of Taysom Hill, there's nobody else that's taking those touchdowns from him. Yeah, it's not Callaway. He had like over 30 last game or this week. 
yeah i mean they're they're using them they're just it's like you you lose mark ingram you lose latavius mary you think like you don't have that situation anymore with that big bruiser you do it's your backup quarterback so fair enough um let's keep, keep moving along all right kansas okay. city chiefs 42 over philadelphia 30 uh Threak hill is my new name for him the uh he the went wide, off man the wide receiver most likely to get three touchdowns any given week is hill man the guy is just absolutely crazy and i think chris you you were talking in one of our chats um before like i don't know why they're just not using sanders is it just game script every week it just seems like they never utilize him yeah i don't know man um this kansas city team you know they're they've been on the the main slate i think only two times, but I think both times they were pretty close to optimal. So you just have to find the right way to stack because this defense can't do anything. It's super frustrating that Miles Sanders couldn't get involved, that they don't want to run the ball with him. He looks fine when he's when he's touching the ball, but it's good for Gainwell shares. I don't know. It, it's frustrating. Um, Especially this, this week because this is the week they should have ran the ball. Yeah, and, and they just – Straight through. They just didn't. I mean, it's it's – mind-boggling it's not like sanders looks bad it's not like it's a mike davis situation which we'll get to um sanders actually looks good when he touches the ball but he only touches the ball like three or four times and uh granite gainwell looks good too but they don't get him involved until they're they're way far behind and this is not a team this is a team that can put up points but um they're not like a team that can put up points like kansas city so they're not gonna you know win in a shootout no matter how bad this kansas city uh defense is and just this eagles offensive line is banged up uh, it's just not a good year for them again. Yeah, it's frustrating. And Lane when you Johnson see it. was out, which is a, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big key player. Oh, absolutely. It just seems confusing to me when the obvious gain script is to keep the ball away from Kansas City and they have a competent running team. They have a running quarterback. They have two good uh, running backs on that squad and they just didn't do it. It's just yeah. confusing. It's just confusing. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, Houston, uh, big old zero burger. Uh, oof, oof. Um, when you look at that Buffalo 40 points, though, and you go look at the game box score and you look at the people who scored the points, like, like, uh, their kicker, um, scored more points than half the people on a few of my fantasy team. So, um, interesting game. Um, what did you get from this one, Maddie? What did I mean? Buffalo really kind of made a statement, but was that statement Houston is really, really bad? Um, Houston's not great, but I also have seen vast improvement from the Bills. I think their offensive line is finally meshing. Um, for me, the Bills, it's just kind of like Josh Allen gets his pick of the litter. I mean, they're just stacked. They have a ton of different offensive weapons. Um, Knox was a big surprise for me because I had him last year and regretted it. And this year I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't pick him up, trying to get in there on that. Um, and then Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Knox is this year's Robert Tunyon. <laughs> yeah. exactly so you mean he's not going to be relevant for the rest of the year? This was this was his game this pretty much. Game. No, Tunyon had 11 touchdowns last year. He he tied Kelsey for the lead in touchdowns from tight ends. Yeah, but like did very seven or eight of them within like a four-week span in the, like the first sure. six weeks or something. So yep. that's, what so, that's what I'm getting at. I agree 100%. So. How do you guys feel about Cooks? I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to buy low on him or not. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if you can get them low, you're just going to have to deal with this type of week is that there are going to be times where they can't just do anything and give him the ball. But when they are able to, it's always going to be through him. He's the only weapon that they have. The problem is just competent, you know, corners or or good defensive teams are going to be able to eliminate him. And that's what you saw. I mean, Tredavious White, that was a concern. I think one of the teams that I pinpointed as a single stack like you could stack the bills they're gonna score a bunch of points you can do Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs you don't need to run it back um but that didn't work out too I think I'm gonna be able to get him for cheap after this week Mm -hmm. I'm um, yeah then I I would go for it absolutely depending on who's watching this (laughs) (laughs) I'm super interested in seeing um what becomes of Zach Moss when he has that backfield to himself eventually he confuses me. Didn't he have more than Singletary this week? I think I I think I put that in my notes somewhere. I, um they were I'm they not, were equal. They were equal on the shares. Equal? They was both 14 carries, 79 yards for Singletary, 61 for Moss, but Moss had the touchdown. And then in the yeah. passing game, uh they both had one target. It's just Singletary caught his. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's continue on down the road. Carolina, 28 to Dallas, 36. Uh, Basically, Carolina without CMC. I mean, Hubbard is no CMC. That was a given, but even more provable now. Uh, It's basically just Sam Darnold and um, DJ Moore. That's it. That's the entire team. That's the entire offense. Um, They they don't seem to remember that Robbie Anderson can catch a ball. Um, And I mean, Kenny, though? I mean, he he had 11 targets. That's true. Maybe he 11 targets. Ball. Brandon Zolstra had two and he caught them. Yeah. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson had 11 and he caught five. Like, I understood some of the hype and I even bought into it because, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for Robbie Anderson and I buy into his hype like every single season. He is going to have that stretch of games where he's going to absolutely go off. Um, but he's just never been that consistent wide receiver. Uh, to be fair, neither is DJ Moore. Not to, you know, not to this extent. Um, but it's it's just absurd the way that this offense is funneled through him and that Sam Darnold decided to run two touchdowns in. I was shocked. I was like, Sam Darnold can run? He's like RPO king. I, I was just, I was floored. Twice. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he had a couple of those back in uh, when he was in New York, just games where he would run the ball. He's he's very like, I think he's a lot like Daniel Jones in the sense that they have that ability, but they just don't look fast. Uh, but in the open field that they kind of are. <laughs> Uh, but I was I was really wrong about Sam Darnold. He is yeah. he's played very well this year. His reads are getting faster though. He's not he's not overthinking as much as he did with the Jets. Well, I mean, let's be fair. His read is where's DJ Moore? Is that DJ Moore? That's not DJ Moore. Where is DJ Moore? There's DJ Moore. Let's throw it to him. <laughs> you know, it's like it, I love now, it. Now they're even running the I, ball, but <laughs> I didn't think Rodney Smith was gonna get as many looks as he did. Well, when I think when Robbie Anderson's not catching the ball, I mean, geez. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the big disappointment for a lot of people was Tommy Tremble. Um, I, I heard some chatter about him. I never even considered it, nor did I, I consider Ann Thomas. I, I, I guess I thought this game had um, 
I knew that there was a possibility that this could be a high scoring game, but I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be, um, especially with the ownership that was tilted towards Amari Cooper. Um, most of mine was CeeDee Lamb. I don't know if anybody's seen him um, since week one, but I, okay. I sure haven't, and I've been playing him. Um, but, uh, you know, the the downfall of Ezekiel Elliott was uh, a little bit premature after week one, it appears. Yes, uh, he, he has ramped it up over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tony Pollard, though, still scoring points and still probably he's, a flex play every week. He's hanging in there. I like that nice little running back duo they have there because they're two completely different backs, but they balance each other out really well. Um, yeah, and especially and Dallas games, is looking good. Yeah. yeah, in games like this where they're both getting you know enough touches these are the type of games that are going to just be problematic for, I think, CeeDee Lamb for um, all of the wide receivers there, especially if they start getting these tight ends involved as much as they have been. I mean, we yeah. saw 11 targets out of 22, sure. but it was just one of those games for Dak where he scored really well. I didn't like him because he was chalky, but he had... He was on his leg. Like, he used his legs. I was... Just, I know. It was weird. I kind of liked it. Well, it's not even that, too. I mean, yeah, of course. I didn't think that he still had that, and I don't think he wants to go to that. But, you know, four touchdowns, 188. This was just like Jameis Winston in week one where he just it, it, it felt effortless because he didn't do a lot, but he just blew up fantasy-wise. Yeah. Yes, seemed like he was taking advantage. Like Elliott was getting them down there, and then he was capitalizing on those short, you know, 20-yard and in opportunities yeah and i don't think anybody was tricked by this carolina's defensive ratings i mean i, I still think they're a good defensive team but you just looked yeah. at who they played and and said like you might be for real but you're not like this good yeah mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt i still want to give up on cd lamb though because i mean his his best looks are going to be when they're coming from behind and they weren't in that situation so and the panthers defense have actually been pretty decent at shutting down wideouts I guess the other concern I might have with C.D. Lamb is just the dynamic of this offense without Michael Gallup, who's obviously their best wide yeah. receiver. And Clearly. so when, yeah, of course, 100%. And so when he's not out there, I just think that all the eyes go to everybody else because, you know, you have to dedicate like three or four guys to Michael Gallup by himself. It's true. And, you know, it opens up stuff for everybody else. Matt, Maddie's not laughing because she doesn't understand that Chris Emmerich is the premier worldwide uh, Michael Gallup truther and has been for several years. And, yeah, yeah, I, I did was not. I know that and if it I was, was not in the, in the rookie year when he dropped you know yep. the, when he was a, a different version of marquis but it wasn't even he was dropping it was just Dak never threw the ball <laughs> properly to him yeah the uh, uh he's a once in a generation talent truly he just hasn't been um healthy enough to show what he can do it's true. All right, we got to keep moving, guys. Uh, we're going to move on very quickly and then move away very quickly from the Cleveland so and Minnesota game. So uh, that was the uh, other game on here in the Detroit market, and my father is a diehard Vikings fan, so I watched this game with him, and I regret the time I spent watching this game with him. Um, I guess the takeaway is is Minnesota is capable of not giving up uh, five touchdowns and 400 yards. Yeah, well, and you know what's frustrating is that for the last two weeks, I have uh, heavily bet Nick Chubb touchdown props. And like, I mean, he was almost automatic like every time last year. And then they just, I don't, and this was a reoccurring theme, not just with Cleveland. Cleveland was probably the worst example of it, Cleveland and Detroit. So the two games that you could watch, Danger. Um, mm -hmm. But just 
incredibly bad play calling in the red zone, incredibly bad execution inside the 10 Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis. I, I mean, I'm sure there were like three or four other ones that, uh, that I can remember, especially in the early slate of windows. So it's just like, what are you guys doing? Why can we not score? We're going on fourth down. And I love the progressiveness of that, but um, can, can we score? Why can't, why can't he help get a touchdown? Just finish. finish. I mean, he's he's 6,500 now and, and DK coming up. Uh, I think uh, it's Dick Chubb week. It's gotta be, there's never been three games in a row that he's healthy, that he hasn't scored a touchdown that I've looked back far enough to find. So um on the other side of things, man, you know, Minnesota didn't score a bunch, but they do get a get right spot coming up. They're going to be playing Detroit. Uh, Justin Jefferson continues to ball out, but we have seen the kind of disappearing act of KJ Osborne, which was, just, yeah, I mean, th- this was, this was to be expected, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do think that the, I think that the Browns are going to start running the ball more. I don't think they realize they're more of like, the Ravens right now, their defense is great and they just need to hammer it down and run the ball. Like that's sometimes you don't have to go out and ball out. You just have to survive and not lose. And I think that they're going to start coming to terms with that. Well, I'm truly sad that, Oh, go ahead. uh, No, I was just going to say like, you have to be, you have to be careful with bake throwing at the end. You know what I mean? (laughs) I, I feel awkward saying that. You don't, you don't want, you don't want the game in Baker's hand. No, no, no. I wish I was in my home office, Maddie, because behind me I have a flag in my home office that says feeling dangerous and it's Baker's face on a flag. And I, I love, love it that. So much. And I love Baker. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, he's not the he's not the guy you want to That's okay. He's only the second for. best quarterback in the league anyways, next to uh, you know, Minshew, but that's a story for another day. Uh moving on here. Indianapolis uh twenty seven, Miami seventeen. Um, you look at this and you think you got a lot of great plays out of Indianapolis, but but you didn't. I mean, you got Mo Alley Cox with two short touchdowns, and basically they just dominated the clock. I mean, they only ran like forty-seven plays. Um, and then on the other side, um, why does Miami hate Miles Gaskins? Why? Why? Well, I don't. I Miles Gaskins also he hadn't he didn't do a whole lot, did he? I didn't get and to watch the whole two game. carries. Two carries. Yeah. he got. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, guys, it, it's just—it's a singular. He's just one. No, there's no S. It's Miles Gaskin. I'm in Michigan. Remember, we add S's to everything. No, no, no. I've, I'm we, from we Michigan. We go to Walmart. I don't, I don't, we go I don't, to I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I grew up there. I have no idea. Scary. Must be a Hall thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the the nice thing about Indianapolis is this defense is is pretty decent. Um, Jonathan Taylor's look good. I wish they would just give it to him more. What what Marlon Mack out of nowhere gets ten carries? That's okay. Um, but you know, offensively, everything kind of revolves around like Michael Pittman in the passing game. Again, I think people were a little quick to dismiss him after week one. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I had the same question. Like, what Miles Gaskin was arguably your best player last year he's probably arguably still your best player and you're not getting him involved um but hey you know i've touted mike jacecki and jacoby Brissett, and they, they kind of got there yeah <laughs> so close I mean, better so than close. justin fields better than justin fields again. Um, that's, that's oh my god cool. uh i don't remember who it was it was one of the sports channels i follow on twitter uh one of the like sports nation or something said something about you know get ready for the emergence of justin fields and blah blah blah, blah. and i wrote i wrote um no, 
Just, just no. That was my only reply. Was, no. I actually saw a lot of no. potential in him. I, I mean, it's not going to be this year, but I really do. I think that he's got potential. Oh, he's going to break the mold for Ohio State quarterbacks? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, and Bears quarterbacks. I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, I think all of these guys have potential to some extent. <laughs> they all this, do, yeah. But this this quarterback class, I would not be surprised if they all just crashed and burned and failed. Um, I wasn't shut on any of you these shut guys. Your mouth. You shut your mouth? Trey Lance is the answer. Oh, Trey Lance is just as bad as Justin Fields, man. Don't yeah. shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I can't worse. About this. We got to move on. I can't talk about this. We're not even to that game yet. I don't know. All right. 24-27. The Jets pull off the victory in one of the most ugly ways. I mean, I you look Who at the box. Who saw this there, coming? Like, uh, well, I mean, I did, but um, that's, that's not. <laughs> you did? No, Danger did call it on Saturday and then. I called it on Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's right. You put it in the comments. You, you yeah. totally did. Doc did. I kind of uh, dismissed it. But look, I'm just going to chalk this up, and it happens. Uh, when they lost their center, that, mm-hmm. that offensive line, which is already shaky, fell apart. And yeah, I mean, that's it. That's yeah. all. I, I don't I don't want. I, I mean, Maddie, you take it away. I, I have nothing else to say about this game. It's disgusting I, to me. I don't have anything good to say either. And I, I'm eating my words because I just. I talked a lot of trash last week. Yeah, man. I, I still mean, think he- the Jets suck. I think they look bad. They're going to look <laughs> terrible, terrible against Atlanta. Their offensive scheme is bad. I, Robert Sala is way overhyped. Some of these guys that get jobs, like there's a reason they didn't get jobs. It's like, why didn't this guy get a job? He's had so many interviews. Right, exactly. As, as somebody that used to do a lot of interviews, if you went through a lot of interviews and you didn't get a job, it's because you weren't there's as good as other people. Um, yeah. and, and sometimes people are better in different positions. Um, but, you know, it's just mystifying how they weren't able to get the run going earlier. And I just, you know, look, if they had capitalized on any of those first three drives instead of just field goals mm-hmm. and they had been touched, that game could have been 21 nothing, you know, very, very quickly. And I think the, the game goes a different way. I mean, obviously it's up 21 nothing instead of 9 nothing. So um, not impressed with the Jets still, not impressed with Zach Wilson. Uh, Corey Davis has always been a baller. You know, I've saw a lot of people from Tennessee were like, Oh, why didn't you do this for us? He did, he did, he did it like every other yeah. game. That's what he does. He doesn't do it two games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Derrick they... Henry still like looks good, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, he got there. I mean, he had what 36 rushes or whatever. <laughs> there, it was 33 carries again. Was, <laughs> I mean, oh, I didn't realize he had that many. It's fine. I mean, he got 157 yards, 33 carries. He looked like a complete stud. Um, but it was just you look at the box scores and you go look through like time of possessions and you look through like everything and like you look back up again you're like the jets one and then you look back again at all the stats and all the things and you go the jets one and then you look back at the jets stats and you look at them and you, the jets one like it was just a very confusing game you know who has not looked good michael carter i haven't heard anything yeah. about michael carter 13 for 38 he got have? a touchdown but it was like uh it was a short yardage situation ugly? Um, yeah, he does not look good. And, uh, you know, it might not, it's, it's not as necessarily completely his oh, yeah. fault. This, this offensive line is terrible. I saw some tape breakdown of not this week, but the week before mm-hmm. where they ran a slant, but there was like three wide receivers running the exact same slant in the exact same spot. They, like they all just bunched up and ran into each other. Like, how so, do you do that? The right tackle who comes up and isn't touching a soul multiple plays in a row. How does that happen? Yeah. I mean, uh, how? You literally have to almost touch somebody. Like, how are the defensive guys making contact before you are? 
I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's a team that I've just completely written off in in fantasy, um, especially in daily fantasy. There's, you know, you can look in spots for for Corey Davis, but that's about it. Jamison Crowder is going to be something that, you know, I, actually Jamison Crowder had nine targets, seven catches, sixty one yards, and a touchdown, and that is just kind of a Jamison Crowder line. And you know, with the other guys on this team, I think he's a he's a fantasy ad. I mean, I'm sure he's available in a lot of places if you're looking for some wide receiver depth, uh, especially in a PPR league. I think that you can go out and grab him. On the other side of things, I mean, look, it's just Derrick Henry. It's always Derrick Henry. He's catching the balls out of the backfield in certain cases now. Uh, Jeremy McNichols just had a huge game with eight catches for 74 yards, but that's just because they were they were trailing at times, and you know he was breaking off 25 yard catches. So I don't know. Yeah. All right, we're going to keep moving on here. We got the Detroit Lions, 14, Chicago, 24, uh, SOL, same old Lions. Um, Montgomery's out. Uh, Williams also banged up. Uh, Is it Khalil Herbert time? Uh, Do you trust anybody back there? Not really. Not really. Jason Jason Braddock would be mad. Jason Braddock would be mad if we didn't talk about him, so we're going to talk about him. No, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, but the problem is, are are they going to ever have games like this again, where they're in the lead? You know, uh, there's tons of problems with this team. Yes, Chris, when they play the Lions next. Maybe not, man. Next one's going to be in Detroit. Detroit always plays a smidge better. I mean. um, DeAndre Swift wasn't healthy either. I mean, he hasn't been healthy all, all year, but I, I, it was a bigger problem. It wasn't really a Swift problem. It was a Jared Goff problem. It was a Justin Fields problem. It was like just everybody in this game was was rather incompetent. Um, I, I mean, just Goff couldn't do anything. They, they, it was just bad. And Justin Fields just holds the ball too long. He has reads. Too he has long. guys that are open, and he just takes sacks. I, I mean, look, his his protection's not there, but let's not make excuses for the kid. He is he's not ready. Uh, Andy Dalton is the better quarterback. Nick Foles would probably be the better quarterback, and I know Allen Robinson feels yeah. that way. Allen Robinson would probably get 10, 10, you know, 10 targets. Um, you know, I know Danger wants to gloss over this because he told somebody to sit Mooney, and I was like, I don't know if you should do that. No. But you told the- somebody to sit Mooney? No, I told somebody to play Van Jefferson over Mooney, and Van Jefferson outscored Mooney. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about Mooney that's funny too, though, is the guy had half the catches from uh, for the entire team. And then like 60% of the yards. Like if you told anybody that, hey, well, look, do you want to play Mooney? Uh, here's the stat line for Justin Fields. 11 for 17, 209 in the interception. Do you want to play Mooney? It'd probably be like, no, nah. man. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, but, you know, he broke off that like 64-yarder that kind of changed the dynamic for him. It did. And please, please, when you tell that story, remind people it was an either or with him or Van Jefferson. I chose Van Jefferson and Van Jefferson got two touchdowns. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's okay. Right. The guy came Cover back. It, yeah. he, he, right. he, he, he poked the bear too. He know? did. He did do that. Um, all right. Let's move on to a game that actually had some action. Uh, Washington 34 at Atlanta 30. Um, Scary Terry showed up. Of course, it's against Atlanta. Scary Terry. Terrible, terrible offense or defense i should say and it appears chris despite you and i's um very inclination to deny it that um cordero patterson is a thing it's It's a a weekly thing and we're just gonna have to deal with it yeah it is um 
I was wrong on that. I didn't think it would be a thing, but I wasn't wrong about Mike Williams. The guy looks terrible. I mean, he's Davis, still Mike point. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Williams looked terrible today too. He um, did. <laughs> but uh, Mike, uh, Mike Davis cannot create anything. He can't run. He can't break tack. Like he's gonna look. He's gonna have one or two games where he scores like two touchdowns just because they get into that situation. Um, but he. He just he just looks terrible. This was a game that you know I, this was like the only game that I watched all of because it's on my local market, and um, man, I, I I mean it was everything that I really wanted it to be when I stacked it in most of my lineups. You know, Matt Ryan went off, Calvin Ridley kind of should have gone off. He had about a hundred yards in pass interference, and on two of them he almost caught him. And I, I hate that for fantasy that like the guy creates a pass interference, but you get nothing credited nothing. for it. Um, the other thing that was super frustrating was at the end of the game, you know they were up two points, they got the ball back with like four minutes left, and you, you just I just knew that they were going to run the ball. Like you haven't been able to run yeah. the ball all game. The other team has two timeouts, a two-minute warning, and you run the ball two times. Like after you ran it on first down and it was ineffective, you needed to go to the pass. You needed to try and convert that first down. You didn't, but you decided to run it again, get another yard, and then a third and eight that you don't convert. And then just predictably, Washington comes back and wins the game. I mean, it was just – it was so – like Arthur Smith, what are you doing? The only way that you've been moving the ball is throwing it to Ridley. And, man, Kyle Pitts – which is wild because he's known for running 12 personal. He's known for giving the ball to tight ends. Where is that at? Well, I mean, Kyle Pitts dropped like three or four passes. See, that hit I didn't his get hands. to catch all the game. Yeah, I only saw spurts because it's out of my market. Yeah, no, he he dropped three or four passes. I mean, Pitts had nine targets. He caught four of them. Uh, you know, one or two of those were not his fault per se, but like the there were two or three drops that were that were pretty bad. I mean, they were contested. It wasn't like he dropped it wide open like Marquise Brown last week, but uh, he he dropped a couple. He dropped a couple. So is it Galman? Didn't he get a couple of carries this week? Galman had six carries. Cordell Patterson oh, had six carries. And uh, Mike Davis had 13, but Mike Davis, 13 carries, 14 yards. That's a 1.1. This is like, oh, yeah. I mean, Chris, I think he's bad at football. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think anybody ever said that he wasn't going to be bad at football. The the thought was that he was just going to get volume in this offense. And he's just been so bad that he gets no volume. He's getting nothing in the passing game. Volume doesn't matter if you're one and one. Well, I, I think that the, the big attraction behind Mike Davis was that, you know, he had a couple of good games last year where he caught the ball a lot in a Carolina offense that was built to throw to the y, or to the running back. Um, and primarily the first two weeks after CMC got hurt, it kind of dropped off from there. Uh, Matt Ryan threw the ball to running backs quite a bit last year. And that was the thought behind Mike Davis. And, you know, I could get a, get get behind him at a five, six, maybe seventh round pick. But the guy is not going to be in the league next year. Yeah. Terry McLaren's looking fantastic, though. Scary Terry. Scary Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logan Thomas will be out for a little while. So I think we do see Curtis Samuel ramped up. Um, I mean, he should be places, but I think you can go and add Ricky Seals Jones. He saw four targets. Um, you know, and Tyler, Tyler, or Taylor Heineke looks like um, he's probably he's all right. the quarterback for, for the football team for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, I he's a game managing quarterback. I think That's he's more than that. I mean, two hundred. You think so? 
I, yeah, so here's the thing that I've seen, and he and a lot of these young quarterbacks are like this. If you look in the first quarter, they're they're missing some of their passes. They're you know they they're amped up on adrenaline or whatever the case is. Um, they get worked into the game and they start becoming a little more accurate. Heineke can ball. He's not afraid to push the ball downfield. He can run the ball. I mean, he's not. He can stay calm too. He doesn't panic. Well, this is two two fourth quarter, and and it was funny because they were like the last time he had a fourth quarter drive to win the game, it was against the Giants, and then they gave Matt Ryan the ball. And it was like the last time he had a fourth quarter drive to to win the game, it was against the Giants. I was like, yeah, it was on back to back weeks, um, but <laughs> but but Heineke is, I mean, he's played well enough that I don't think you give Fitzpatrick back the job when he comes back. As crazy as as that would have been after that first you know first week, but I think he's earned this job. He, played well last year he's played well at this point he's a young kid i mean i I don't think that there's a lot of better options for you you might as well try and develop them you know might as well at least for the rest of this year it's just the defense is super bad which is wild because we all thought that the defense was going to be their selling point this year well and it's crazy you know how many people went out and drafted Washington football team defense early or the Tampa Bay defense early. And this is why you don't is because defense is so difficult to predict on a year to year basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like they're not getting the same type of pressure, but at times they they do. It's just the secondary is bad. And it could be a situation, like I said, with a lot of these teams, you know, they're playing in different environments than they did last year. Uh, It shouldn't affect the defense, but (laughs) I was going to say that I would think more offense, but well, hey, I, I, I don't know why. I'm trying to figure out why they're not playing well. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta I think everybody is. Everybody is. <laughs> what happened in Washington? But it's true. Let's be honest. It's uh, This entire division outside of Dallas is just really bad. And you have to remember that Washington won the division as a 7-9 team. And that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like, oh, they were in the playoffs. They played Tampa Bay really well. So people forget everything that, that got them there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right, keep moving on, guys. The Seattle uh, and San Francisco game. Sadly, my Niners lost. Um, but really, when you go through this, like it wasn't all that impressive of a game from Seattle. They commanded the clock more or less um, when when they could, when they needed to. I mean, they actually lost the, the time of possession battle, but um, they took advantage of the field position. They took advantage of their turnover on the uh, the muffed return, um, and they just scored when they needed to score that's all that game really came down to um the the story here of course is um, trey lance is going to quarterback for the next couple of weeks Um, that's not that's not actually set in stone they said it's not next week maybe they said maybe so i'm listening to some field reporters that i follow sounds like he's going to miss at least a week um but um sounds like a bear situation yeah, I don't, I, was, yeah th- I don't think Shanahan wants to, based off of everything that he mm-hmm. said. If Garoppolo can get out there, he's going to get him out there. I think so, too. Um, you know, when I first said... Trey well, Lance, Lance isn't ready. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I put that question in there because I'm a 49ers fan and I want to talk about it. But no, Garoppolo's looked good while healthy this year, to be honest. So. Debo Samuels looked good. Debo's a beast of a man. A Debo Samuel a has looked fantastic. I mean, Russell Wilson is not being asked to do a lot. Uh, he's not getting a lot of time to do it either. Um, that offensive line has been uh, super questionable. But, I mean, only 23 passes, completed 16 for 149 and two touchdowns. Uh, Chris Carson is not getting catches, not getting targets, not running effectively, and not getting enough touches in the game that, like, 
Uh, you can even consider him in daily fantasy. He's still probably, you know, an RB2 flex kind of situation because I'm guessing if you have Chris Carson, um, yeah. you don't have a lot of other options. But the one guy that you could probably start to to consider if you Collins. really need it is is use Jack. I mean, four catches for, I mean, you got eight. You can always get a touchdown if you're in like a touchdown heavy league or touchdown only league. Right. <laughs> And and it's yeah. always funny in, in DFS. I mean, he's not really a, a DFS play, but it's like he's a fullback, so he's never going to be more than 4,000. Like, he's always going to be minimal. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. always a play for a touchdown. Always. I mean, I think it was nice to see Trey Sermon, um, you know, 19 for 89. Not the best stat line, but certainly better than what we've seen. And um, as somebody that stuck with Trey Sermon on, like, several teams, uh, that was that was positive. Yeah, I've been disappointed in Kittle this year. Had 11 targets, though. I mean, catching four for 40. Not really doing much with it, you know? I I mean, agree, but how many of those came from Trey Lance? The, the, you know, were catchable. I think think you're okay, but I I always think Kittle is overdrafted um, because he's not quite as, I, I mean, he's, he is TJ Hawkinson. Like, they are the same guy. I didn't ever think about that comparison. That's so true. But Kittle's so much more overhyped. Yeah, I mean, but Hawkins, and and I've done it to Hawkinson after those first two weeks. But yeah, like where you're drafting Kittle in seasonal is just way too high. He's not a Darren Waller. He's not a Travis Kelsey. But, um, you know, guys like Mike Gisecki are potentially more – more productive. I think the only time that Mark it, Andrews is more productive. Yeah. But I mean, the thing about Kittle is he's kind of like Mark Andrews in the sense that he's going to have one or two of those games where he's going to put up like 25 and people are like, Pop Oh, off. you know, I wanted him, but he's just, he's not going to do that often. And by the way, uh, I told everybody, but Will Disley, even at 2,600 sucks. <laughs> That's a true story. I actually almost put Disley in that little banner just to, just to make fun of that. But how um, long is Lockett going to be able to perform the way he is? Because I keep thinking he's just going to fall off. Like, he's getting too old. And it hasn't happened. I, I mean, mean, he's still... Him and Metcalf good. are right there. I mean, he's only 29. As long as he's got Metcalf on the other side of him, I, I think he's always going to be gonna okay. He's going to do fine. That, that's always... So that's my thing about uh, Tyler Lockett, um, and I've talked about it, is that he when he was asked to be that number one wide receiver a couple of years ago, he really struggled. But once they got Lockett in and Lockett established himself as, you know, a premier wide receiver, it, t- it takes a lot of pressure off of Lockett, lots of like bracket coverage, um, double teams, things like that. And it opens him up. Um, so yeah, it's just, this offense has not been kind of opened up. Efficient. Yet. Yeah. yeah. No, they've been so efficient. That's the problem. They haven't been asked to be like high volume, I guess they, they, they score quickly um they they just i don't know they're it's a weird team yeah so my only thought on kittle um going back there briefly before we move on is um it's just different this year i mean debo has emerged debo got stronger got bigger got faster um and kittle just doesn't have to be the guy being fed the ball anymore i mean he's he's truly a talented physical specimen for sure but um you know the last couple of years they didn't have a dominating presence like they do right now in debo so they but don't you would think him. with Trey Lance coming in to the game more like that, that's going to be his go-to guy. I would only hope so. Every rookie QB's so. 
<laughs> All right, well, we're getting long in the tooth here, so we got two more games to cover. Uh, we got Baltimore, 23 over Denver, 7. Hey, Hollywood caught the ball. He caught the ball, and a like a phenomenal ball. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was ready for him to drop it. I really was. Um, but, you know, I played him in a lot of places. I, you know, I, I just obvious, like a minus 3% consumer confidence at an all-time low. He was wide open three times against Detroit. He got open even against, you know, a tough matchup. This was just an ideal spot. If he could have got like nine more yards, it would have been like a, a complete blow-up game fantasy-wise for him. But he still scored well. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think about like Vic Fangio just kind of like losing his shit over them? Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry, Danger. Uh, but just losing <laughs> losing his stuff over uh, them going for the record there. It's okay. I thought it was hilarious. This is why I love John Harbaugh. It's because he does ridiculous things like this. It's so petty and it's so perfect. Like, he cares about these things. Just like the preseason games. Like, he cared about that. And I love it. I mean, yeah, and his team I'm cares about it. it. They obviously yeah. wanted it. Like, who cares? Like, does the other like the other team knows what you're doing? You're coming out. You're yeah. gonna run. You're gonna run out of bounds. And like, we're just gonna let you have it. It's okay. <laughs> it's like it's not even. It doesn't diminish the record either, in my opinion, because you, no. you, got, you got to that point. Like all right. those other games, it doesn't diminish it. It's like if you were. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way you can diminish it. Um, I think yeah. that Denver was another one of those teams like the or like Carolina that's not as good as we thought they were, but you looked at who they played and you could understand that they, you know their success was in large uh, a byproduct. They played well, but who they played against. Who they played, yeah. And you they know, they also this... lose their quarterback. So you're on the sidelines, you're ticked about that. I mean <laughs> you have a lot coming in. <laughs> Are you gonna be happy? And then you have somebody run all over you, but it's it's not looking. How long is he going to be out? A week? I haven't seen Where's anything. But I mean, it, it it is. I don't think it's a huge huge downgrade just because this offense is so funneled into a couple places. You know, Noah Fant saw ten targets. Sutton saw eight, and those are really the only guys you're playing. Tim yeah. Patrick, maybe to some extent. Um, but it's just a it's a highly funneled offense, kind of like the Colts. On the other side of things, the the one thing that, you, and I mean, you can add them or stash, but James Proch saw six targets, looked good, five for 74. Um, you know, Devin Duvernay, six targets. I, I don't know. I just, I want, I want a showdown slate so Devin Duvernay can run it back and score a touchdown <laughs> in, in, as a receiver too. I've actually been pretty impressed with Noah Vant this year. Yeah, I've not been a Noah fan fan in in years past. Um, but this year, he's you know a lot of my fantasy analysis comes based around where they're priced. Usually priced around four thousand. So I'm looking for him to maybe like you know at least get twelve, but ideally get sixteen to twenty. And you know uh, this game, he got sixteen, six for forty six, and, and a touchdown. Yeah. So he he gets to those ceilings. He's in a good price. He's kind of like a, he's he's profile similar to me from a production standpoint is like a Mike Jasicki when they're throwing him yeah. the ball. Mm-hmm. When he's getting the looks, yeah. Both of them. Definitely. Both of them when they're getting the and, ball. And, and Chris, don't worry about the potty mouth. This is Dr. Roto after dark. This is oh, I got it's, you. it's after midnight on the East Coast. It's totally okay. It's totally fine. All right. Last game guys, we'll get the hell out of here. Uh Tampa Bay 19, uh New England 17. I watched this and and I the refs were so confused. They didn't know whether to uh fraudulently give New England the uh uh interference calls or fraudulently give Tom Brady the calls. They they were so confused. They didn't know what to do. They just fraudulently called 
bad calls all night long. It was amazing. I'll be honest. I didn't watch the game. I like my fantasy team. As soon as it was like Hunter Henry and then like uh, Juju or not Juju. Um, we we got to talk about Juju. But yeah, well, once it was Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith scored a touchdown, I was like, look, I'm, I'm going to go watch the squid game. That's and I cool. dropped I dropped both of them before this week. <laughs> I was done. Yeah, showdowns have not been good to me the last two days. So uh, I didn't watch a lot of it. I, I did uh, know that there's a there's a popular TikTok personality, a betting personality that has been on a, a super, super like cooler streak, not hitting things. And he had a 16 money line parlay with Tampa Bay as the last piece. And he said he wasn't going to hedge. So I was fully expecting when I woke up that uh, New England won by one with the, like the field goal that almost happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really close. Yeah. Uh, apparently I um, accidentally deleted the uh, banner for the Pittsburgh game. I'm glad that you said something. I was staring at it. I knew I was going to talk about that or, or that he we was, hadn't talked he about He was it. waiting. I don't really have much to say other than like, I, I mean, I like everybody is caught up to the fact that Ben sucks at this point. Like it's, it's not even just a couple people saying it. I mean, I've been saying it since like last year. I know a lot of he, people have been saying it since last year yeah, and it's just, same. he looks terrible. It's not getting better. The offensive line is terrible. He's too old to be able to fend for himself in the pocket. It's just, it's just bad all around. I mean, it's I'll have not to... his fault that they gave him all this money to come back. I would, I, I mean, give me half the money, give me a quarter of the money, you know, <laughs> if I'm at the end of my career and this is it, like, this is it. Like, yeah, you're going to go take a couple, you know, uh, one more paycheck. And well, just, you probably don't think it's going to be this bad, though. The thing is, is they thought that their their defense was going to come out and dominate and they were going to hand the ball off and drill, drive it down the field. Like, that's what they thought was going to happen. And then everybody's groins got injured i don't know what you call that like everybody's below the bell is not doing well on the defense. Well, i mean i think i think you, i think you said it right you called it the groin that's i think that's the term um the, the i was trying is, to play nice but like dr no roto after dark dr roto after dark it's totally fine uh no matter what um deontay johnson still play every single week 13 targets nine for 92 um the ascension of Pat Fryermuth was uh, a, a little bit early by some people. Um, yeah, he's he's not there. You just play Deontay. You can play Najee if you want to. Uh, I mean, he gets a hundred percent of snaps. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets a hundred percent. I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> oh, Juju! I I don't want to like Juju, but he's up there. I mean, he's not. Well, the concern that I have with Juju primarily is that, you know, and I haven't gone back to look at this, but I I do think that he's running most of his routes out of the slot. I could be completely wrong. And so it it is something that I want to look at because he had eight targets, but only caught two of them. And if he's running his routes out of the slot, he should be getting, you know, favorable matchups, but he's just not doing anything with it. And and you'd have to go back and look at the passes. Are they catchable? Is he throwing into coverage? You know, that's the problem. There there are a lot of things that that come into it. Even like Devontae Adams had 11 targets and he only caught six of them. Um, He doesn't do much after the catch, though. He hasn't since he's gone to the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he can take on this, but nobody on this team does. I mean, this team is (laughs) either this team is a catch, dink, and dunk, and they, you know, they kind of, like fraudulently got to 11 and 0 last year and it was just like how how do they keep doing this and <laughs> honestly like 
I, I, if if Las Vegas had been able to win tonight and come back, I would have said, how did they keep doing this? You know, two wins after being down 14-0, um, coming within a touchdown after being down 21-0 before just getting kind of shut down. Um, you know, I think Vegas is better than Steelers were last year, but this Steelers team, man, it is – it's a It's, it's a rough. Mess. It's rough. I, I bet you Minka Fitzpatrick is super happy that he got, you know <sighs> – got himself sent over here right the thing that sucks with the Steelers it's like they don't have anybody better sitting on the bench it's not even like they have a Foles just chilling back there who are you gonna put in yeah no you you don't you're not you don't have anybody groomed I mean they're there are probably some people that they can target next year. Maybe the the guy on the other side of this yeah. this game, Aaron Rodgers. But you pour all your money into Big Ben <laughs> when you could have gone and gotten someone. Yeah, I mean, you could have gotten the Teddy Teddy Bridgewater at the very least to, as a stopgap. Yeah. You don't think that Teddy, what he's done in uh, Denver, couldn't do something similar here with with the weapons that they have? I, I think he probably could. I yeah, think so too. Definitely. All right. Well, guys, it is way too late. I have too many children to be up this late, and um, I've got to get the hell out of here. So, uh, any parting thoughts, Maddie? Um, no. I'm I'm actually looking forward to week five because I did not perform as well as I thought that I would in week four. So, week five is going to be a better week. Uh, I quit fantasy this week, so I'm not even going to play. That's not true. Make, this, this we're is, gonna this. make better decisions next week. No, uh, so so Danger has a timeline. Basically, he has a DFS timeline where he just constantly sends me lineups throughout the week, and he's super optimistic. We go through the shows on Sunday morning, and then like a lot of us at one o'clock, um, you know, on Sunday, we're like, all right, we're gonna win a million one hundred five hits. We're like, yeah, it's right. probably not gonna happen. And then you know, Danger, two guys that never he doesn't even know who they are, scores touchdowns, and he gets kind of mad. And then his guys aren't scoring touchdowns. Then he says he sucks at DFS. And then around four o'clock, he says he's quit and he's never playing again. And then at seven o'clock, he's talking showdown lineup. So that's like the, I mean, <laughs> that's I, can your show thing. You, I can show you the WhatsApp chat. It is every single week. It is. Yeah, I played different. 20 lineups in the uh, showdown last night. So. <laughs> Sports betting is still illegal in Oklahoma. So I'm just um, over here. I don't think it's, it's it's not illegal to bet. It's illegal to book. You can go play on places like, you know, like Bobby. I tried to get on. Okay, I'm gonna have to hit you up and find out the the underground thing. Just make well, sure you have some Ethereum or Bitcoin in your. Yeah, game. and then just understand well, if you use your Cash App, it'll get shut down like mine did. Yeah, Eventually. I it took a year. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, a year is plenty of time. Plenty I of did time. when I was in Tennessee not too long ago. I was betting. I won everybody drinks. I won like four hundred dollars <laughs> off one bet. And I, was, I love sports betting. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can go on like. Uh, it's not illegal to bet. It's like one of those weird things where it's like decriminalized in some ways, I guess. I don't know the exact legality, yeah. but you know, you can get Bitcoin, you can send it there, you can deposit and you can bet. The problem with Bovada is kind of, they know that they're that niche. And so if you're trying to bet favorites, the line is always skewed, usually like one point towards the dogs, which is great. If you want the dogs and you want the points, you're going to get an extra yeah. point out of it. Um, yeah. But you can do the same thing with like my bookie, I think is another one that you could, you can do that. So I, I look, it's yeah. legal yeah. in your state. I, I'm not, I'm, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm going to edit this all out before I put it on the webpage. Okay. It's totally fine. All right. It's totally fine. All right. Well, we did a really good job of targeting 30 to 35 minutes tonight. And um, I appreciate all of your time as the clock 
ticks uh, to 55 minutes. Um, I'm Johnny Danger uh, for Maddie and uh, Chris Emmerich. We'll see everybody else at drroto.com. Please head over there, get all of your DFS needs handled, all the sports. And don't forget, Chris just released his first video and article for the League of Legends Esports Worlds that kicks off at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's not too late. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's not too late. Well, 6 a.m. for Maddie. Come on now. I'm just trying to be kind to those weird, weird time zone people. That's us. Uh, all right. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.